Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She's really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about this world. In these difficult times in human history, we need to bring the people of the world together. And when we hear the voices of women, when we listen to real lives of women from other countries, we connect our cultures without differences or stereotypes, and we get inspired by their stories to live a better life. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Frida Z. Avwantom. Frida is a Cameroonian girl currently learning Dutch and living in the Netherlands. She loves photography, videography, Netflix, listening to music, and other forms of entertainment. Frida, how are you today? Hi, I'm doing very great today. I'm very glad that you invited me to on this podcast. It's a pleasure. I'm honored, lucky, privileged, and very happy to have you here. And I'll begin with this nice first question, which is, Frida, if your friends and the people who know you best could describe your personality, what would they say about you? They would probably say I'm very goofy and extremely sarcastic, but very kind-hearted. That's great. A lot of people don't know how to be goofy or funny or have humor, how did you discover or like, is there a specific thing that you're thinking, what's funny about this? What's uh, something I can say that is funny? Or how can someone develop their goofy, uh, more comedic, fun side? Well, I love people being very open with me and being comfortable with me. That's always a um, priority for me. And I think the best way for people to remember you is by just smiling and making them laugh. Like if you can just say even one joke that they can remember, I think that is, you know, it, it really does spark someone's day. But I I would say that I got my humor from my dad. He's a very uh, funny man. And he always told me jokes and his way of communicating was always through humor. So. I love that. At the same time, sarcasm is not associated with making people open up because some people don't understand it and feel a bit hurt by it. How do you deal with that? Well, for me, it comes easy. There's a very fine line with being sarcastic because it can either come across as being rude and mean, but it, it all depends on the environment in which you're in. You need to know the people, you need to read the room, and you need to make sure that your friends or whoever it is you're being sarcastic with know that it's not serious. But it's also because I am West African and we tend to um, be very, we tend to have very, um, what Westerners would say, a harsh way of complimenting people. And so you just have to force yourself to laugh, really. I understand. And now curious about your life in the Netherlands. How do you spend your day? How do you organize your life to take care of your mental health, your entertainment needs, your need to bond and connect with people, as well as study a new language that you need to 
be good at in order to go further in life? Honestly, Dutch people are very welcoming people. And so it's very easy to find communities that also, you know, they have um, days where you just go out and interact with the people. We have annual um, celebrations in which you could participate in. But also I go to the library quite a lot and I meet a lot of new people there from different parts of the world, which is also very important to me because I grew up in a very multicultural environment. So I'm always attracting people who uh, look different from me, who have different ethnicities and different beliefs and backgrounds. That's always a pleasure for me. And because of that, I get to, they get to invite me um, to other events like um, clubbing or you know, going to um, uh, festivals or concerts, those are always <laughs> a, a very great way for me to spend my day. But typical day for me, I would say, is that I wake up and I do morning chores and then I do my devotions <laughs> and then um, I go out to the library to learn my Dutch. And then after that, I'm pretty free for the rest of the day. That's the days that I'm not working also. Yes. I love that. And you mentioned that you attract into your life people from different backgrounds, different looks, etc. What is common between the people that you get along with the most? Is it that they're multicultural cultural and very open-minded? Is it that they have interesting stories that you love to learn from? Is it the sense of humor and you want to take jabs at each other sarcastically and you love that? Or what seems to be the commonality between the people, although they look different, they have different backgrounds that makes them be your kind of person? Typically, I attract more of people who are TCK, who, which means third cultural kid. So it's people who were born in one country, but then they were raised in a different country most of their lives. So in my case, I was born in Cameroon and I lived there for my first eight years. But then I went to Tanzania, Arusha, um, and I went to international school there, Braben. And after that, I went back to Cameroon into an American international school um, in, in the capital. And then after that, I left and I came to Netherlands and then I you know, went to other European countries. So people who can understand what it means to have like a dual cultural background, I think really do relate with me best. If you know what it means to be raised in an African culture or an African society and then having to come into the Western world and understanding the different cultural shocks, I think for me that is it, it's very welcoming because it feels like I'm not the only one who's going through it. I love that. And you mentioned Cameroon and Tanzania. To some people, they might think, well, what's really the difference between both? Because uh, some people don't know. What is to you the difference since you lived in both between the culture of people in Cameroon, people in Tanzania? What is similar and what is kind of the differentiating factor? You mentioned you are from West Africa while well, going on the other side. That means there is something different. What can you share with the listeners to understand more about that? Well, I think that Cameroon, oh, sorry, Tanzanians tend or East Africans in general, especially Tanzanians, they tend to be more peaceful. And they really do go with the flow of um, Hamna Shida or Akuna Matata, which means no worries. And it's it's a very beautiful um, thing to be part of. And they just 
they take their time they really do in, uh, in, in, in indulge themselves into nature into you know their land and taking so much prey but in west africa i feel like it's a lot more fast-paced right and it's always um my next move how can i make money and how can i feed my family and um how can i get better and things like that i think but then uh, uh, also um west africans especially cameroonians we also love to party and we party for days so we could work the entire week and then the weekend we just leave that for partying and i feel like east africans don't party as much as uh west africans do unfortunately but it's still a very very beautiful um beautiful culture both of them i love that And I noticed as well, you mentioned early on now in the Netherlands, you wake up, you do your morning chores and your devotions. What did you mean with that? Can you share a bit more? And why is that an important part of your day? Well, it's important for me to do devotions because I did grow up in a Christian environment. And most of my life, I've been attending Christian schools. And because I've been having a really hard time finding a good church here that I can relate with. It's important that I still keep that spirituality, even though the religious aspect of it is a little bit difficult for me to apply in my life right now. And also because God is the center of my life. And I believe that there's really nothing that I can do without his help. And that's why it's always important for me to keep that relationship with him and keep him in mind and make sure that I, and most importantly, make sure that I apply what I read in the Bible into the real world. Thank you. I appreciated knowing even more about you related to that. And you're now moving your life to the Netherlands, which is very, very different to Africa. Why did you choose the Netherlands? Um, why not any other part of the world? And how was adapting to the Netherlands? Was there some kind of culture shock in the beginning or not? How can you describe that experience? Well, I actually came to the Netherlands because my dad works here. And so it was um, it was actually supposed to be only for a year. I was supposed to take a gap year after um, high school. Uh, and I loved it. But unfortunately, COVID happened and we weren't. I couldn't travel. No one was traveling and no airports were working. We were all in a, um, in a lockdown for a real long time. And so after that, it, it became really hard for me to like start applying to schools um, abroad. And I didn't want to do online schooling either because that's just, I, I, I know I would not be, <laughs> um, uh, I, I would not have been, um, what's the word, um, committed to it. And then, you know, a few years later, um, I started to really like Netherlands and I really did uh love people i loved um the the environment and how safe it felt here um but i would say that the most cultural shock for me was uh i, I would say would would be the people and how they interacted with things like in in african culture i believe that people are very involved in your life and you you just cannot do certain things like you cannot speak to your elders um disrespectfully because they will discipline you even if they're not related to you directly they kind of take that burden of having to you know discipline you as their own because we have that family um it's it's a 
communal community type of um, and, uh, mentality. Whereas here, it's like you can do whatever the heck you want to do and no one really cares. So for me, that was a little bit odd, as well as the food. The food here is very different. And it took me a very long while to even consider trying it. But I have tried some of the food and it, I still don't like it that much. But um, on top of that is also the weather. It's very cold here, it, rarely any sun. And when it does, when it is sunny, it's too sunny or, you know, it's, it's just very different. I understand. And it helps, you know, a lot. Imagine your life and your experience. And you are someone who loves videography, photography and music. How are they becoming a big part of your life? Are going are you going to dedicate yourself, let's say in your education within those fields? Or if not, is it your primary hobby? How do you learn more about that? How do you enjoy it more? Uh, who like, how much of your experience is dedicated to those fields? Well, I've always really loved photography <laughs> ever since I was really young, but I was never really good at it, but I have improved. I think, you know, again, I learned from my dad because he used to take a lot of pictures and he just used to do it for fun. And he bought me a camera at a very young age. And, um, you know, when now I... It was during the pandemic, actually, that I was like, you know what, let me just learn a new skill and let me see where this is actually going to take me. And photography came up in mind. And so I spent a lot of time on YouTube trying to self-teach myself. And um, I, you know, bought all the cameras and all the lightings that I, I have or I knew of. And I started practicing with those um, in my room. Um, I posted some of the pictures on my <laughs> um, Instagram account. And I actually got a few likes from it, which was very surprising because I did not really think that anyone would care about it because I was just doing it because, you know, just finding a new hobby. But then now that I have a little bit more experience, I really would want to, you know, continue this into high university level and perhaps like take a photograph of like the mag the, the school magazines or just be part of that creative area. That would be lovely for me. Thank you. And what do you see for yourself for the future? Do you have any vision for the next steps in your life? Or do you dream of being or becoming a specific kind of person, uh, influencer, uh, like career, whatever you have in mind? What goals or vision are you working towards? Well, I want to be, um, I want to be a physiotherapist. But I also want to be a businesswoman and I want to do photography and videography. So that's a lot to pack in. Um, I want to do these things because physiotherapy for me is very important. I do see a need to help people. And in in West Africa, especially, there's so much um, help for that. There are a lot of people who have you know, muscle pain or um, nervous pain, and they think, oh, let me go to the doctor. But that's actually something to do with a physiotherapist. And we don't have a lot of physiotherapists in my home country. And also because, you know, they don't really have that much respect because, you know, if you're going in the massaging field, a lot of people would tend to disrespect um, a lot of physiotherapists because they associate that with um, sexual work, which is ne not necessarily 
what that is is just you know to loosen your body to loosen your your muscles and loosen the nervous um system but then also with the um business i want to become my own entrepreneur so i want to own my own physiotherapy clinic in Cameroon but oh because I am very as I said before multicultural I want to set a clinic here in Netherlands also and in my home country um Cameroon and then for the video videography and photography well that's just <laughs> it's just me being a little bit extra but I would I would love if that is possible I would love to like start a new uh YouTube channel and you know show people the different um the cultural differences between Cameroon Africa and Netherlands here I love that and I notice a lot of confidence in your words the way that you describe your goals many women nowadays whether because of the pandemic or social media or society they feel they worry about the judgment of others they don't go for their big dreams because they think oh what if i fail and my parents will judge me and people will hate me especially you coming from african cultures there will be a lot of gossip and talk about someone who fails how do you overcome that what's your advice for yourself and for women to reach their potential go for their big dreams and find their confidence no matter what other people might think say or anything like that well when i was a really young child it was already like destined that i was going to eventually come into the western world and study here and potentially live here for a very long time and because of that my grandma always told me never forget who you are and never forget your way home you always need to come back and you always need to represent your culture and you need to represent your country and you need to represent your continent and so for me also being surrounded by really strong women like my aunties and like a lot of family friends um that have helped with my upbringing really did make it a lot easier to have the confidence that i have in me today but it's also because again i go back to scripture I, i always go back to my bible and i always pray for god to give me the confidence because sometimes it, it really is um you know you you really do get tested by people here um for example when i first came and i was trying to apply for like a career job in scrum master you know they'd always neglect me because you know they they'll see my phone name <laughs> like they'll see Frida and then they'll see Avantom and it's like wait that's not a dutch name that's not you know that sounds a little bit um exotic and so they would not necessarily give it a second thought right and that really did discourage me for a very long time but then remembering what my grandma always told us remembering what my aunties and and other people who raised me always kept saying that you need to be proud of who you are you need to remember your the meaning of your name which means um well freedom means um uh, a peace barrier and then avontom in my diet in my mother tongue and means uh, someone who never gives up so remembering those the, the meaning of my name really did even give me even more confidence so i would say to women around the world that you just need to know who you are and no matter what anyone says you always have to keep that in mind you need to keep your 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 pride and you need to be confident in your in yourself believe in yourself. Thank you so much Frida. It was my privilege and my honor to have you in this podcast to share your life, your voice and your story. I wish you 
all the success and thank you so much for participating. Thank you so much for having me. I really did have a great time here and I wish you all the best. And I think this is such a great podcast thing that you're doing empowering women i'm very grateful for you because we need a lot more podcasts like this <laughs> around the world but thank you i'm very honored to be to have been part of this work of yours you are welcome <laughs>